Well, first for the love section, we're still together. We did it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're Welcome back. We're back. We're back. We are back. It's season two. Season two. We we uh, ditched the uh, pop filters. Yeah, that's a change. Because I just got tired of holding the thing with the things on it, and it was just too much. It, was, a, it was really heavy. <sighs> my this is my be... arms would get so tired by the end of filming. I would be like, <laughs> oh man. Like, I I mean, it was good for the biceps for the camera. Right. For oh, the camera viewers for oh. the uh, YouTube why, watchers. Why don't you? No words. I don't ever know words on the podcast. I'm not okay. a speaker. Well, welcome back We're <laughs> to here season two. After a much needed hiatus. Yeah. Refresh. Enjoy the break. We enjoyed the break. Um, I am excited for season two. How do you feel? Me too. I'm really excited. I think that we've learned some stuff from season one. We got a lot of good feedback. We did. And we got some tips and tricks. Yeah. And I think we are in our eras tour <laughs> era. <laughs> And this is going to be the sellout tour of our Okay, let's do it. So what are some things that are going to be different? You name some, I'll name some. Yeah, so I think in season one, we did a lot of long form discussions, really deep dives into things. And that was pretty much the focus of every episode. And yeah. it was almost always comedians or people attached to comedy. But I mean, I, we had 100% comedians except for Gavin. Gavin, our season finale. And he, was, he did stand up comedy. I know, times. still count it. Still counts. Uh, but in season two, we are going to be a little bit quicker paced and we're going to find some guests that just have really cool, interesting stories, comedy or not. Yes, but we are still going to be answering people's questions. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So so this episode is going to be explaining kind of what's going to happen in season two. We want to make it clear that we still want to answer your questions. Yes. We still want you to send us questions and the difference is that we're going to answer them in more of like segments and games and then dive deep into some of them um, where we yeah. can because it i just feel like we want to keep you guys engaged yeah but the questions you guys are sending are so good they're so good and we were just like answering them like it was a essay mm. and it's like no it's like this isn't school this is a podcast let's have some fun let's have some fun like, let's do some icebreaker games so like, season two is going to be informative and fun at the same time yeah so we got new segments, new games. New we have guests. some, yeah, we have some pretty cool guests lined up. Um, and yeah, this season we're going to bring on non-comedians too. Ooh, Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, dating and pursuing any kind of passion. Let's find, we're going to find out, let's you see, know? Yeah. Let's see how the brain changes depending on if you're a com in comedy or not in comedy. Oof. I'm excited. And so this episode, let's show them some of the games. Let's do some. Uh, okay. Some What's the stuff. first one? Uh, first one, one of my favorites, and we did it on our abandoned podcast, The Shafe Space. Oh, um, Mary F. Kill. Okay, and so traditionally, wait. First, we have to do the love section. The love section Mary F. Kill is up. Us. Okay, well, That's first love. for the, well, first for the love section, we're still together. We did it. Oh yeah, yeah, we did it. <laughs> We survived the heat. We survived wait, a couple trips. Wait, we we produced a whole twenty-one episode season of a podcast, and we we're still together. We're we still did together. it. Our third time's a charm. Oh, it really is. Thank goodness. I I was a little worried for like a week there. I was like, oh, I don't know if we're coming back for season two. I don't know. Like, yeah, Aurora has a new podcast now. I do have a new podcast. Gab love. Yeah, with Travis. Um, yeah, and so I'm like, is she gonna be podcasted out? I'm not. 
No, Aurora has good. a lot of words. That's yeah. yeah. I'm just gib gabbing, loving, comedying. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we made it. We're still together. Um, we stopped going to couples therapy a couple months ago because the program was over. Yeah, and like um, a couple months, like a month ago. It was like a month ago. Yeah. We're but we're looking for a new couples therapist. Yeah, because we still think it's important. If you are one, no one. Uh, yeah, if you Kaiser. Yeah, that accepts Kaiser. Yep. Um, please let us know. Yeah. We're looking for a good one. We still think, yeah, we still think it's a great tool. It really helped us. We, uh, we're doing good right now. Yeah. But I don't want to. I like the way you said right now. I know, <laughs> but I just don't want to, I just don't want to ride the high and then ignore the maintenance, you yeah. know, like everything's running well, but I don't want to, you know, have things go bad and then we forget the tools. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think there's more tools that we can find. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have the tools for every argument and every situation yet. Let's get them. Yeah. Like, right now, we got a hammer, we got a screwdriver, we got a drill. Like I we mean, have and, three and for the major re- things you need for almost anything. Yeah. But maybe sometime we need a jackhammer. And right. we don't know, even know how to use it. We don't know where to buy we one. We don't know what things could go wrong in the future. And we just want to be prepared yeah. and have an unbiased person to help us Definitely. guide us through that. So, yeah. Also, Anyways, that, we that made the, it. That was the most masculine I felt being like, yeah, we have a hammer. We have a screwdriver. Oh. A drill. I was like, let's name some tools. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm a strong handyman. Man. Yeah, super strong. Super strong. <laughs> <laughs> Our first new game that we're going to start incorporating is Mary F. Kill. Mary F. Kill. And I'm sure everybody out there is familiar with it. The concept of which person would you marry, F or kill? But we're going to do it different. We'll do it with concepts. We'll do it with people sometimes. We'll do it with venues, comedians, whatever. We'll do it in different ways. Right. And we have had a question about favorite venues or different types of venues. So there's a million different ways to talk about it. But today we're going to talk about different venues that aren't clubs. Yeah, not clubs. And so a lot of the venues that allow comedy to take place are places with alcohol for sale. Yeah. Like we are as comedians, a vehicle for alcohol sales. Yes. Like they book us yes. because they know people will be captive and buy drinks for two hours, food and drinks. Yeah. So so that means that we end up performing at a lot of like wineries, breweries, restaurants, because they want people to sit down and buy drinks and drinks and drinks. And yeah. if they're laughing, having fun, they're more likely to spend more money on food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And all of them have different types of audiences so that's why today we're gonna do mary f kill yes with three of the top alcohol say alcohol selling venues yes so mary f kill bar shows okay winery shows okay brewery shows okay <laughs> okay i am going to marry winery shows okay i'm going to f brewery shows and i'm gonna kill bar shows Ooh, do you want to? I have, I yeah, I have a strong. Okay, but now you answer. Mary F. Kill bar shows, winery shows, and brewery shows. Okay, definitely Mary brewery shows. Whoa, I'm gonna kill winery shows. What? And I'm gonna f a bar show or two. Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you want to elaborate first? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, Okay. So so. I would marry a winery show. Yeah, that, that's the one I want to kill. So what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, because what are you experiencing there that I'm not? Because I'm like, it can go. Winery to hell. shows have for me have always been very reliable. 
Okay. I've always had, there's always like an audience in a winery show. Winery shows, I feel like I've always made a lot of money at. There's always like a big attentive audience. It's like people go to like sip and listen and be in like an ambiance of like relaxation and entertainment. Um, and I haven't done a winery show that's been negative. Like, Every every winery show I've done that I can remember at least has been very positive. Really, a lot of like attentive people, and yeah. a good place to work out material because they're listening. Even in like even like in an outdoor winery show, it's been like good. Like people, it's just like this idea of like sitting back and like relaxing. I do agree with you on that part that they are a very relaxed venue. But my problem is the reason I want to kill them is because they're too relaxed. Where people are sleeping or can't pay attention. No. Because wine like gives you the headache, gets you tired, like especially champagne headaches. Like th- I've had great winery shows, don't get me wrong. But most of the time I feel like people are so tired, they can't follow along with like longer form comedy. So I, I just, I'm like, I just want to kill them. I'm like, of the three, I'm like, they're the... Oh my me. God, those are always the most fun. And I always get like the most like traction with people at a winery. I just, I That's, can't. So I feel wild. Like my energy's so different. Like my energy's like shots, and they're like we're sipping, and so like I never fully. I have vibe. a bougie energy, so maybe that's why I like it. And like, the- I make the most money off sales. I'm like, because they're rich. Like people <laughs> with money go to wineries. Okay, well, I guess I. I mean, I guess I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I I would not. If anything, I if not marry a winery, I would be like fuck a winery, but. Okay. I would F or what? I would sleep with the winery. Yeah. But I would never kill. You would never I would kill. And then yeah, which <sighs> one which one did you say you wanted to kill? Uh bar shows. Okay. Yeah. I want to kill bar shows. They and you said you would F a bar show. Yeah. Okay. I would F a brewery show. You would F a brewery show. Yeah, okay. okay. So you would kill a winery, you would F a bar, and you would marry a brewery? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about the brewery. Okay, the brewery. Because I would just F a brewery. Okay, and what's your thought there? Brewery shows are all... They are the... uh, They are the TJ Maxx to Target version (laughs) of a winery. Like, if wineries are Target, the brewery is the TJ Maxx. It's like, it's still nice and fun and quality, but it's way more laid back. It's just the people who are just like, it's yeah, we want nice, but we want, we're just like chill. Like it's I feel like, like it's, yeah, but it's closer to party, right? Yes. Like wineries, like bougie, like, oh my God, <laughs> we laugh differently. Mm-hmm. But a brewery's like, it's, I feel like it's a younger demographic. Yeah. It's a lot of dog lovers. It is. And it's a lot of people who love food trucks and just yep. like a, a nice summer day. And they have so much fun. Yes, they do. And I, um, I really, I, I just, I don't know. I, I would, I would, uh, F a brewery. Cause I'm like, yeah, like that's a good time. And I'd go back and like do it again. Yeah. But you, you know? don't want to marry it. But I don't, don't want enough money. Yeah. Cause they can't <laughs> contribute to long term. My love don't cost a thing, except it does. It does. It does. And okay. then you would, so I would F a brewery. You said you would marry. Mary. Okay. Breweries. Yeah. Just like you were saying, laid back, fun people. I love a good, unique food truck. I love a good, unique beer. The people there are relaxed, but fun, like not sleepy. Usually like a lot of people are 
doing session IPAs and sipping. There's the occasional person who did a 14% and they're like, I'm that person, 14% pints deep. And they're just like, I'm, I'm literally that person. Like what has the most alcohol? And they're like, all right, what, what do you like? They're like, though you're like, whatever has alcohol. They're like, are you sure you like a stout? And I'm like, yeah did i st- st- stutter yeah. i want to stout if they made a 17 percent pilsner you'd be like yes i don't care that it's just do i Budweiser. like pilsner it's like the standard oh. pilsners and yeah and lagers are just the basic beers and you don't really like them mm. see well i so, would yeah, i would marry it because it's like every time i go to a brewery show i'm like this is gonna be fun i'm gonna have a good time whether it's a lot of people or just a few i'm like see that you just said it though fun and a good time yeah, but every that's how time, I would describe day. someone. I want to just, I want to just fucking leave. No, they're fun and a good and time. So here's, Bye. Here's the transition for me. <laughs> bar shows, I want to f because bar shows are unpredictable. No, like I might find you don't marry the unpredictable. You f the unpredictable. No, I'm you marry killing the consistent them. Consistent fun. Bar shows are terrible. Sometimes they're fun. No, sometimes there's like Drew. I've had some fun bar shows where I'm like, yep, this would be the night like I learned something I'm into. Like you're like, wow, didn't expect this to come out. Like, no, bar shows are okay. And they're very they're very um involved. They're very like audience participation. I'm like, I like a good participator when I, when I'm effing, you know? Bar shows are good for the sole reason of trying new material. Yeah. That's it. And that's what you do with like a one night stand, you like try something but different. But most of the time you do a bar show, no one knew there was a show that's happening. And it's Isn't so that like going out though? Like you go out, you're like, maybe I'll get some tonight. Maybe I won't. Like same thing with a bar show. You're like, maybe. Yeah, but terrible things happen in a bar all the time. That's why I'd kill it because literally you go to a bar and you're just like, there could be one person. This could be a failing bar that's like, let's do comedy night to attract people. Then it's just three of the regulars and they're just in there like, I just, I have they're like, we that. don't want to have the show. Yeah, no, I have fun with it. So I'm like, that's why I would. And you would kill it because it's just, yeah, it's. I would murder it. You would. M- I would take a bat. I would take a bat to its skull <laughs> and I would, I would smash it and I would then put it in a bag. Wow. And then I would, I would uh, chop it more through the bag and put it in another bag. And I'd put it in a suitcase and I'd put it into a river. Wow. That's. <laughs> pretty i mean but still book me on your bar shows please yeah, still yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm yeah if you have a brewery show hit me up people love me it's a bunch of people white, love me it's a bunch of white dudes with dogs in their 30s true i'm their demographic yeah when i drop some of my jokes i'm like these are nerds like nerds out there engineers and star wars fans money like, money money, money. yeah young money yeah isn't that a rapper young money i think so there's a rapper named Young Gravy. I'm like, there's better. Be- Is there? <laughs> yeah, Young Gravy. Sounds like sounds delicious. Okay, so our next section we're gonna do is stage attire. Stage attire. So what you wear? <laughs> uh, there was actually I remember in high school I did this speech and um, the Booster Club had sponsored the speech and debate team and bought me a suit. So instead of me wearing like the cheap Walmart dress shirt and slacks, yeah, like I got a full suit like nice suit so i was like oh here's a quote about what you wear um from mark twain clothes oh damn it i have to look it up no oh my god wow this was about to get so so, this was about to get so like 
knowledgeable okay educational that's the word i was looking for clothes are so important to a man naked people have little to no influence over society (laughs) that's what it was (laughs) mark twain that's yeah okay and so i said that in front of a group of parents of students at the school and okay. they laugh so hard so what you is that a real is that a real yeah, quote it's a real mark twain oh yeah interesting clothes, yeah clothes are important to a man naked people have little to no influence over society it's true um except sex does sell yeah and if there was a naked person it would influence everybody to react like see on a football field. i mean only fans is because naked people <laughs> okay um <All> right. so <laughs> that <laughs> That's an intro. <laughs> so we're going to talk about clothes on stage because we did get a question. I don't remember who it's by. We did a bad job of prepping. Yeah. But someone did ask a question um, from last season that we didn't answer of uh, what do we wear on stage? How do you pick your outfits? Why? That kind of just like overall thing. Yeah. Um, so first we're going to play the deadliest sin. OK. So what we think is, is a deadly sin the to worst wear possible, yeah. the worst thing you can wear on stage as that a performer. Canceled as a comedian. Yeah. So. Go for it. Also, I'm so worried you're going to touch a button your giant fingers. My giant fingers. Okay. Um, So for me, um, I think the deadliest sin, honestly, wearing shorts on stage Mm. as a man. As a man. Okay. They set it as a rule. Stay in your lane. I'm like, stay in your lane. (laughs) Yeah. Female comedians wear what you want there's like obviously their own set of rules but as a male comedian no matter if it's 105 degrees and it's an outdoor show you have to wear pants Mm. and i know like people are like that doesn't make sense i don't like it that's a dumb rule but i look back at videos when i used to work at the pioneer underground and i would like in the summer i'd be running up and down stairs i'd be running around the club so i'd wear shorts in the summer because i would die yeah and then i'd go on stage fresh from that like still in my shorts and polo shirt right and watching those videos i'm like it is it just doesn't look right there's like you have to appear professional and shorts on a man not that professional okay i'm gonna do mine now yeah. and then we'll de- we'll dive in more okay. okay so my deadliest sin as a woman on stage is oh i don't even want to say as a woman i just want to say as a person okay. is a a hat with a bill Oh, yeah. I don't care who you are. Turn it in your eyes. Turn it around. Nope. Or don't wear it. I think it's terrible. Whether it's a baseball hat, fedora, whatever it is, take it off or turn it around. I think it's a a sin for whoever you are. Yeah. And the and um, the reason why is because, yeah, no one can see your eyes or your face. um, And it's your face says so much about the story that you're telling because as comedians we're like modern day philosophers and storytellers and your face says a lot when you're telling a story and if we can't see your eyes um yeah it it, that that makes it difficult to follow along and so like i want to see your face i would say for women in general then too um because uh the hat goes for anybody, yeah. but um, a hat with a bill or or when people have hair in their face. Yeah. Like I, I am just starting to wear my hair down more on stage, but I try and like either tuck it behind or I try and be very conscious of like where my hair is falling because if it falls in your face, whether you're a guy or girl, whoever, you have long yeah. hair, then people are now losing 
on this side of the stage, they're losing part of your expression. Yeah, why would you limit yourself? Right. Why would you put an obstacle in the so way? So either just be aware of how you're moving and like work your jokes and movements around it or or pull it back or clip it back or whatever so people can see your face. Yeah. Those yeah. are deadly sins for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the short thing. Yeah, the shorts on stage. Yeah. So I have mixed feelings okay for men women or for anybody for anybody okay it's tough to say deadly sins for clothes because there are comedians who are very well known who wear short like men who wear shorts on stage so i think it really has to do with how funny you are and does it have to do with who you are as as your voice and your character right if you're like a deadpan comedian and that's your style because what a lot of people don't know in stand-up comedy is like just like in music there's different genres Mm -hmm. right in comedy there's different genres yeah right if you're a deadpan comedian and you're going out with a button-up shirt shirt that's patterned and cargo shorts that doesn't go with deadpan no at all no It, it, it makes there's no connection unless you address it and you're like i know it's weird because i'm deadpan and i'm wearing this like it's do not wear jeans wear black pants and wear a t like wear a t-shirt yeah no i think um sam talent who we saw in san diego yes that's who i was thinking of the videos that i saw in his special he was wearing like yeah a dress shirt like a like a button-up shirt like a short sleeve button-up and and short short shorts shorts. and and he's a bigger guy he's a bigger guy and it plays into his wild crazy antics like yes strange and his outfit conveys strange yeah he's quirky he's strange he's very creative he's eccentric and his clothes match his voice exactly and so that's why i do think there's exceptions to the rule in general i don't think men should wear shorts on stage unless it has like a very distinct style that goes with your very distinct voice and that's why it's hard to with women to be like oh it's a deadly sin to wear something super revealing because it's distracting it's like i mean maybe like if I went on stage and wore just nipple covers and short shorts, I would need to address it and make it a part of my shtick. better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can't just go out and be like, here's me talking about being a first generation American. People would be like, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. It has to go with like who, who you are. So how do you exactly, how do you dress on stage? Yeah. I was going to say, how did you figure it out? Yeah. Because for me, I had the, a while where it was just like polo shirts and jeans or shorts. Yeah. How did you it. start? Polo, short, polo. Yeah. I mean, like when I did open mics, t-shirt and shorts. Well, t-shirt let's not shorts. do open. Yeah. Open mics are, yeah. It doesn't but matter, yeah. yeah, but like for. Yeah, it, shows it was like polo shirts or button up shirts and like cheesy. Oh, and also just so, plaid. also just so listeners know, sorry to interrupt you. We say uh, whatever to open mics because open mics for com- comedians are like the gym. It's like, what do you wear to the gym versus what do you wear to the game? Yes. Okay. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Not that open mics are terrible, but yeah, you'll see most of us dressed down. Yeah. Cause we're just like working stuff out. And okay. I didn't mean pay to treat an open mic that way. Like, yeah, you can show up dressed up, but that's going to set a different tone, but also don't uh, dress in your pajamas. I was just oh, saying yeah. there's less effort. Yeah, still put some <laughs> effort. You're okay. still on st- on a stage with a microphone, so respect yourself and have it meet your voice. Yeah. So whatever it is. Um, for me, yeah, and then it was like cheesy dress shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. And though there was a little while where I wore a suit. I was a suit comedian for like I remember. Was it, it when I when we were together or no? I think so. I yeah. feel like I remember you in a yeah, suit. Yeah, I did suits a lot. Yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, I'm, 
I would wear my glasses and a suit because I was like, I'm playing the nerdy guy. Oh my God, like, your glasses. Yep. Oh, and the glasses Drew, for a while. The glasses with the Drew dress shirt. Had, you guys, Drew had these glasses, these Oakley oh, glasses. Yeah. Those were so cool. They were not cool. They were so cool. I, even a little bit. There's still some producers who find that photo and use and it use it for it's, some reason. So Drew had these Oakley glasses that are like, you know, those like running sunglasses. If you're listening to this, the runner glasses. Drew basically had that in um, actual glasses to see. And yep. they had a blue frame and they were so nerdy. And I have no idea how I fell in love with you. <laughs> they, I just, I rocked it. And I had the long hair, really long hair back then. Longer, yeah. Um, yeah, that was my So fun. how has it progressed and how and why? Yeah, um, so it was me being a cheesy comedian and kind of a nerd and dressing like a nerdy person. And then finally, like maybe six months ago, I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm going to be the hoodie and t-shirt guy. Yeah, because that's what I comfortably wear. And like I started like for a little while, I, I'll never forget. I was like, oh, you know, it's serious when Hoodie Drew comes out. Mm-hmm. Like there were shows where I didn't wear the cheesy dress shirt and then I'd get kind of angry on stage. And it like was a different version of me and it did better. So yeah. like, ooh, I should always have this little bit of an edge like T-shirt or hoodie where it's like I like the T-shirt hoodie, Drew. I think it's more laid back. Yeah. My only wish for you is that you size up. I know there's some you need to size up no you need to size up just a bulky guy and so for you yeah how has your style changed throughout the years how did you start and where are you at I've had so I'm still going through so many evolutions okay um I started out well I remember the first thing I wore was just jeans a long sleeve shirt and a vest a jean vest remember that yep (laughs) a denim vest um my initial style w- on stage was just to be cute. So I I remember I wore, oh my God, one time I wore a muumuu and combat and combat boots. I don't remember. I that. still have the dress. Oh my God. It was like a long flowy. It's like, it, you know which one it is. It's a long flowy blue and white s- spaghetti strap dress. That's not a muumuu. Yeah. You can't call a dress <laughs> a muumuu. It's a sundress. It's a modern. No, but it's long. Yeah, but it goes like halfway long. through my shins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wore that Over with. Over here co- calling it a muumuu. Well, wow. I wore that with combat that. boots on stage. Yeah. I would never do that again. No. Um. No. So my so my progression. I started. I wore dresses on stage. Um. But I think why is because when I started stand up, I never performed on a raised stage. That's th- a good point. Yeah. I, th- I literally just realized that like yesterday I was like why did I because I was looking back at old yeah. videos and I was like I wore dresses and I don't wear dresses anymore because at Pioneer Underground in Reno mm-hmm. the audience would go up and you were at the bottom of the theater yeah. and at like all theater. and all the open mics were on the ground we were all yep. on the same level so I wore dresses because I didn't have to worry about anyone seeing anything yeah and then when i started to travel and do more shows i was like oh the stages are raised usually yeah your and i feet are at face level at face level in the front row, yeah yeah or so i so crowd, yeah. i stopped wearing dresses on stage and now if i do because i did wear a dress i wore a skirt this past new year show mm-hmm. i wore a black skirt I remember that yeah. um i wore tights yep but anyways, my style has gone through a lot of transitions. I was really self-conscious in the beginning. So I really just tried to, after the dresses, I went from that to like leggings, 
oversized cardigans just to like anything to like hide the fact that I was fat Mm. I was like I need to do that which is so stupid because like you're fat just like you're a giant cardigan isn't gonna hide the yeah, fact that you're fat like, like, I bet they weigh 200 pounds <laughs> underneath that giant cardigan like oh my god I put on a giant cardigan do I look skinny yeah no like you're fat just be fat you know fat. So, but my mindset was like hide 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 mm-hmm. so and I was like I don't want to distract them from my jokes that's what I was thinking yeah so I wore like big black cardigans I would wear beanies on stage very Reno Nevada yep. and leggings and like rider boots because yep. that's like a thing for that was a thing for girls and um very fall like when you think fall very fall attire very fall attire. <laughs> <laughs> um, you. Yeah, yeah yeah so basic fall attire is what I did um which is just Reno core if we're yeah, being yeah. Real, of course, it's just fall. Yeah. Around. And it was like around 2015, 2016. So that was very like in at the time, too. Yep. Um, I like to think of myself as being in fashion. In vogue at all times. <laughs> um, on a very on trend. Um, so then after that, I moved to Sacramento. I still continued that. And then it wasn't, it, honestly, I would say it was right before the pandemic. I was like, I should start like, wearing some sparkles i've always loved sparkles so i remember i bought a white sparkly blazer and i was like i'm just gonna like see how i feel on this i started to feel really good then the pandemic happened so this is like six years into comedy yeah then the pandemic happens and we're in the house and then we come out and i'm like you know what fuck it all nothing matters we all almost died so i'm just gonna start dressing how i want to dress yeah um I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I removed a lot of people in my life that made me feel uncomfortable with the way that I dress because I would wear some more like what they would literally say gaudy and they would they would make fun of me for it and be like, oh, that's so gaudy. I could never. And so I removed those people that made me feel bad about what I chose Mm -hmm. and started to just trust my gut. So I bought pantsuits that weren't black. They were like, I bought my first one, the pink plaid yeah. pantsuit. It was a hit. They're, yeah, they're they're over the top. They're like, yeah, loud. they're not like, here's navy blue. I'm running for senator. Yeah. Like, you're not, so I got you're so not Hillary Clinton. I you're got like, a banana suit, which yeah. ended up getting getting on national television. Yep. Um, I got um, not I have, an actual banana suit, just a banana yellow. Yeah, suit. Yeah, it's a yellow pantsuit. A yellow pantsuit. I have a pink plaid pantsuit. Yep. I have a Sparkles. green plaid pantsuit. I have a full gray glitter pantsuit i have a red pantsuit i have a ton of different blazers i have a green one with pearls on it i have like a leather blazer and as soon as i started to like trust what i wanted to wear on stage i noticed that people started to follow me more on social media that more people would come up to me after the show especially women especially women of color and they'd be like oh my god i love what you're wearing you were so cool like people i think when I was wearing like the big, when I was trying to hide, mm-hmm. people let me hide. They like were yeah. like, okay, she doesn't want to be talked to. But then when I started to wear like colors and glitter and like wear things that made me feel com- confident and happy, people were like drawn to me more. Yep. And it didn't distract from my comedy. If anything, it made people listen more. Yeah. So that's kind of the evolution of my outfits. And now I don't always wear pantsuits. I still do sometimes. Um, I, I pick my outfits based on the venue. Yeah. Um, so I look to see what the venue is. Like when I went to mic drop 
in San Diego, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, what would look good with the gold background? So I kind of choose my outfits based on that. So And it's, yeah, not just for the audience, but especially video. It's like, for video. And also it's for m- myself. Because like okay. I want, I want to come up with I want a brand obviously and so my branding is like I want people to know that when they're paying to see me they're going to pay to see someone who puts effort in and like is taking the show seriously I don't want to show up with like looking like I just walked off the street yeah I want to show up and people be like she's a performer right yeah I mean that's how I I don't know and also dressing like that makes me feel more confident like knowing I put in effort I think it makes me feel good. Yeah, it's confidence and it's also like honesty and vulnerability. Like when people see you wearing what you feel confident and comfortable in, they feel like they actually relate to you versus like, oh, this is a character. Right. And I think the vulnerability part is important because dressing in a way that makes you feel good is expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And if people don't like it, it's like writing material and jokes. It's like, then people don't like you. And it does make you more vulnerable when you're like, Oh, I'm wearing this and I'm wearing sparkles on my face and I like it. And that's okay. I'm taking a risk. I don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. The comedians that are good can tell a joke that gets zero laughs and you don't see it shake them at all. Yeah. Versus the comics who aren't as good. will tell a joke that doesn't work and they try to save it or they panic. And it's like, no, they want to think that you don't give a shit. Yes, but there's a, a positive but way. there's an art to it too. Ugh, that because because I've seen comedians go up and they they're not speaking their truth. They're speaking what they think people want to hear, yeah. and the joke bombs, and then they confidently move on. And it's like they didn't they didn't understand the assignment. The assignment yeah. is to speak your truth and and truly make yourself vulnerable. Yes, and then. If it doesn't work, then you just go, oh, well, they just they just don't like me. And that's OK. Yeah. And anyways, that's how I pick my outfits is I I pick my outfit based on the venue, the mood I'm in. Um, if I'm hosting at a comedy club, who am I hosting for? Yep. Um, and then I pick my outfit and now it could be jeans, a big T-shirt and a blazer. Um, it could be like my hair and makeup will always be done. Yeah. And. I take what I wear on stage very seriously. And I think people appreciate that. Yeah. I think when the question came in for our podcast, it was directed towards you. Yeah. Because I was like, (laughs) how do you pick which t-shirt to wear? Uh, Just whatever's on top. I do have a distinct look on stage. And I, I, for the past three years, I've always wore a high pony and I'm kind of leaning away from that for two reasons. One is I kind of just am bored and I want to change it up. Yeah. Um, even though that could be risky because it is kind of my brand. Um, but two, because I'm pretty sure my hairline is receding and oh, I, no. don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to pull because my, my ponytail is always so slick back. Don't look that hard. Don't look at me that hard, <laughs> but I don't want to slick it back so much. And then my hairline recedes. So I'm just yeah. kind of like giving it oh, a rest. See you see no, it? Pity, no, oh my God. <laughs> Tune in to see the panic on her face. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This was episode one of season two. Oh my God, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. And we're back. Yeah, and we have more games that we're going to play. You want to tell them? Yeah, we didn't have time to do all of them, but um, we're going to keep pocketed punchlines. Yes. Very popular segment. The comedians yeah. who are on loved it. We love doing it. So we're going to keep pocketed punchlines. Uh, we're going to do uh, what made you laugh this week. So we're going to add in some video components. So if you're listening to the podcast, we'll try to keep you included. But watching on YouTube will be the way to see the videos that made us laugh. 
Yeah. So we're going to have to resist the temptation to send each other every single thing because I want to see your reaction live. Oh, okay. I understand. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then just a lot of other games. We're going to do a lot of like icebreakers. We're going to do two truths and a lie. We're going to do would you rather. We're going to do a lot of different games like that. So yeah, season two. We Thanks have a lot of things coming up. I'm excited for and thank you guys so much for riding with us in season one. If you're just finding us in season two, thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us on all streaming services. You, I mean, you've already found us if you're yeah. listening to us, but follow us at the love and comedy podcast on TikTok and Instagram. And yep. um, we post updates and everything and follow me. I'm Aurora Singh, one of your hosts. I don't even know if I introed myself in the we beginning. We it. Yeah. Well, whatever. Hi, I'm Hi. Aurora Singh. Hi, I'm Drew Schaefer. <laughs> We're and we're recording live from the comedy spot. Yeah, live. We're recording. We're, from uh, the we're com- recording alive, alive from the comedy spot. Um, we are your host. <laughs> Anyways, follow me. I'm Aurora saying comedy on everything. And I'm Drew Schaefer comedy on everything. And follow, like, subscribe, comment, share, oh. rate. Everything that you can engage with us. And then uh, send us your questions as well. We want to look at these questions with a new perspective this season so yes and we release episodes every thursday thank you so much thanks guys love you bye comedy you